you know, there's just nothing like the taste of victory. And I think we all know what victory tastes like this week. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you guys like and subscribe. Love to interact with you guys in the comments. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department, and on today's show. We're talking about the game. How great is it to have football back? And how great was it just to watch Utah football go out and take care of business against the Gators? 24 to 11. Utah got off to a great start, scoring touchdown the first three quarters. And just what a performance. I mean, it is just a masterclass defensively overall for the game. Yes, there was some garbage time. Did you guys know Florida got up to 300 passing yards? It was actually 330 passing yards for the game. That's one of those numbers that was like, huh, that kind of surprised me just because so much of that felt like it was kind of in more garbage-ish time. Yes, is there like the slim chance you can make the comeback if everything falls your way? Sure, but at the same time, it wasn't a reflection of their ability to move the ball throughout the game. This is a Gators team that had three points going into the fourth quarter. And you got to give a lot of credit to Morgan Scanlon and Utah defense for that. We'll dive into them more in a second, but... um. Once just Bryson Barnes, Nate Johnson, Kyle Whittingham, just so many people you could highlight for their performance. And that's what we're going to do throughout this show. And, you know, I think the one thing just in the lead up to this, there was a lot of hype and just everything, you know, Gators fans. Um, there's all kinds of stuff just that goes into these games, overreactions, everything. You know, it's just funny to look back on how many Gators fans would bring up like you guys couldn't beat us last year and we're even better this year. So many Gators fans making that claim with such an unproven team for how they play together. One of the reasons I was so high on Utah in this game is not just because they were at home, which obviously very well played in Utah's favor. And how about all those uh, Gators fans? Uh, I think Brandon might've mentioned this as well too, just talking about how, oh, Rice Eccles Stadium, we've, we've played in SEC stadiums before. Yet Hurler, Chris, Chris Fowler, and Kirk Herbstreet on the broadcast continued to talk about how loud that stadium was. Despite those guys having called lots of games in SEC stadiums before, they even mentioned how loud it gets at Rice-Eccles Stadium. We saw the decibels for the, the sound in general. And obviously had a little bit of an impact on those offensive linemen jumping off sides, having trouble communicating, and picking up blitzes. I, I'd say it got pretty loud in there as well. And having a new new offensive line, that, that definitely kind of factored into things as well with all the issues and miscues they had up front. And miscues is kind of the name of the game for the Gators. And another thing about all the Florida guys like how are you going to beat us this year you couldn't even beat us last year it's so hard to win on the road in college football I know in fact the Gators didn't do it a lot last year so I don't know why I think it was once again just that whole oh we're the SEC you're you're in the Pac-12 we're going to be better it's like no Utah football is really 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 good right now and this was a really really good team a better team that just beat you with a backup quarterback I got tagged in tweets throughout the day about you can't blame it on the Utah defense when or Cam knows you can't blame it on Cam rising, missing the game for why you're going to lose because your your defense is going to give up 30 points at home. Something we said wasn't going to happen. If you look at all the stats through for Utah football, 
they don't give up 30 unless it's to the Heisman Trophy winner the last couple of years. And sure enough, Utah did really well against Graham Merce, forced him into an interception. And how uncomfortable did he look out there all game long? Just didn't look right, didn't look settled in. And that was another one of my points. And so much of this, it was focused on, well, Florida's receiver should be better. Florida's quarterback situation. Mertz should be better at throwing the ball. Yeah, Mertz threw for more yards than Richardson in this game. Who had a better game between Anthony Richardson in the first game last year or Graham Mertz in this game? That's not even close. That's where if you're just going to go, well, technically one of the more passing yards. No, 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 no. Richardson, the plays he made with his legs, especially, and a couple timely throws too. Those are the things in the moments. The stats don't tell the whole story there because it's about when you make those plays in the heat of the moment in the game and Anthony Richardson made those plays last year. Graham Mertz was in his first start on the road. Offensive line did not play well. This is not like, oh, this loss is on Graham Mertz. This is a bad Florida Gators loss. It's obviously a bad Billy Napier loss. Uh, I still think the hot seat stuff is a little overrated for him. Just because once again, I feel like Florida fans feel like, oh, this is a bad, well, it's a bad loss in terms of on paper. Yes, you lost to two backup quarterbacks. Those, those backup quarterbacks looked really good in this game, though. We'll talk about them a little bit more in the second segment. But I don't, this is not a bad loss to go into Utah. It's hard. No one's won at Utah in like five years. It's 2018. So this is no shit. I think that some Gators fans are going to have like, this is a terrible loss. This can't happen. Like, there's a reason you guys stayed in Florida for the past 30 years when it came to non conference games. Really hard to go on the road into another environment and win. It's what happened to Utah last year where they lost against Florida. And it's what happened this year when Utah was able to beat Florida. It's just hard to win on the road in college football. I think so many Gators fans overlook that. And you also told, and those fans also totally overlook how long it takes a team and roster to come together when it is brand new. Once again, hard to win on the road and especially hard to win on the road. Let's start talking about it. When the Utah defense is playing to this level, how about Morgan Scally tonight? What a game plan and what a performance that his guys were able to execute. Even down Junior Tafuna, Samote Peppa, Kareni Reed got hurt early. We saw Leovani Demuni step up. We know how good Cole Bishop is. He was dominant in this one. 11 tackles, nine of those solo, one sack, one tackle for loss. Mentioned how good Demuni was coming in. How about the defensive line? I mean, Fotu, Tanu Vasa was a guy. How about the spin move, Tanu Vasa, for the sack in there? You had five sacks in this game. Jonah Ellis, you know, that was something we talked about. Is Ellis going to be able to pick up where he left off last year? Yeah, he absolutely was able to. And it wasn't just like, that was not a, a fluke of a two-sack performance. He was constantly applying pressure. How good did Logan Fano look? My goodness, that man is a freak off the edge. What a great job applying pressure. Van Fillinger made some plays. Connor O'Toole didn't play in this one either. So just another guy that you Utah was down defensive line-wise. Aliki by Mahi, I thought, did a good job. The Utah defensive tackles, especially, I think they're the most underrated aspect in this in Utah's ability to stop the Gators' rushing attack. What was it, 298 yards on the ground last year? And in this one, Florida ended up with, let's see, how many rushing yards? They gave him 13 because you have all the negative yards that Mertz ended up with. Etienne had 25. We heard a lot about Johnson. I was nervous about Johnson. I thought he'd have a big game. Um, he had three carries for six yards. Like, the job the Utah front seven did after getting pushed around by those Gators last year to stand up Florida's offensive line, which those are some big guys, even though they're playing together, uh, new situation, new chemistry, all that stuff you got to build and form. That's a Florida Gators offensive line with a lot of really big bodies on it. And Utah stood them up and made plays and constantly clogged rushing lanes. And just as Utah defense made tackles and made plays, we talked about like Demuni had to play more because Reed was out. We talked about Demuni's ability to play the inside linebacker position at a higher level coming in his first game. We thought he'd be able to do it better than a Mahmoud Diabate who got more acclimated to it as the season went along. And that ended up being the case here too. So big performance by Lander Barton too. 
overall, the coverage was really good downfield. There were a couple of coverage sacks, I thought. And just in general, credit the Gators. They did make a couple of plays late in the game when it was still a game. Like I said, not the garbage time stuff. But um, I also thought Sione Vaki had a really good game overall. How about the, him notching an interception? Um, I, I could talk about this Utah defense all day. I mean, what a performance. Whenever you have backup quarterbacks playing, you know, on a de- as a defense, I think a lot of these guys are probably thinking, hey, this game's on us. You know, you got to be that much better because you don't have the guy who's won back-to-back Pac-12 championships. You have Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson, who are very good, played very well, but just not the proven commodities that Cam Rising is and the level of play that Cam plays is obviously higher. It's why he's the starter. And the defense stepped up. They met the challenge and then, then some. What a great performance by this Utah defense. And once again, what a job by all of you guys in Rice-Eccles Stadium. The must is a great job, but honestly, it's everyone in Rice-Eccles Stadium. I've been in that stadium. That place gets rocking. So I credit all of you guys for making it tough on the Gators offense. Graham Mertz was never comfortable. The offensive line was never comfortable. There was never rushing lanes. There was constant pressure being applied. You could tell Mertz started to get kind of see ghosts in the pocket. I uh, Just in general, just got panicked in the pocket. You could just tell he was not comfortable because he was getting beat up a little bit and just a great job by this Utah team. Did Florida shoot themselves in the foot? Absolutely. Did Utah also put them in some tough positions by how, number one, the crowd and just in general, how physical and how well this Utah defense played? 1,000%. So great performance by this Utah defense. And uh, we'll talk about them a little bit more when we go with game MVPs. But let's talk about Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson. We're going to be doing that in just one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our great friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and bring their best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Just like all of you, obviously, at a great time at Rice Eccles Stadium watching that performance by the Utes. And if you are feeling the momentum, you think, hey, I want to go down to the Baylor game or, you know, I just want some tickets to the Weaver game or any game at any point this season. That's where game time has you covered. They have flash deals on last minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets of every kind. And there's also images of your seats, so you know what kind of a deal you're getting by having that view pop up on your phone before you buy the tickets. You also get the low price guaranteed and event cancellation protection and even job loss protection. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concert, comedy, theater, and so much more. There's so many great features with Game Time. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And you know what's great whenever Utah wins a game is that everyone's going to be talking about how Utah won a game, and they're going to be singing the praises of this Utah football program that looked nice, lights out on national TV with ESPN and everyone watching. And of course, with how good Utah looked, you know that Utah is going to be brought up on tomorrow's college football kickoff live show on the locked on network college football season is here and this season locked on is kicking up their coverage with locked on college football kickoff live each friday each friday locked on will go live from 11 a.m to 1 p.m eastern time on every locked on college youtube channel kick kickoff where they will broadcast the college football kickoff live and they will cover playoff implications conference rivalry and go in depth like only locked on can i have a feeling they'll be talking about the utah utes on tomorrow's show and i might even be making a brief little segment appearance on there not myself joining for a live segment but they're going to clip some of the stuff that i've been talking about and add it on to the show because you got to talk about utah football after that performance am i right so Make sure you guys head over and check out Locked On College Kickoff Live. Once again, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on any Locked On College YouTube channel. So you can even find it just on the Locked On Utes one. 
if you want to hear some other people on the Lockdown Network gushing about the Utah Utes. But before you go over there and click on that show, you got to finish listening to me gush about this Utah team because uh, I got a lot more left to say, especially about that Utah offense. What a start. So the defense gets the three and out on the Gators. Bryson Barnes trots onto the field. Uh, they asked Whittingham about it, right? And he was like, yeah, we've just been conservative on our first plays so many times. Like, we thought to open it up a little bit. They let Bryson drop back. Good job by Spencer Fano on the first play, uh, giving him some time to. Very up and down game for Spencer Fano. You could tell he was a true freshman out there, but he definitely won a lot of his reps too. And I think that was really encouraging. Yeah, got called for a holding penalty, got beat a couple times in the run game and just in pass protection. But for what Utah has to do for a true freshman, a guy did not think would start at all this year, I thought he played really well, all things considered. Like I mentioned, definitely mistakes, things to improve on. But for a true freshman starting at left tackle, I thought he played a really good game with all things considered. But in general, uh, just going back to that first play, what a dime by Bryson Barnes to Money Parks. I mean, just an absolute howitzer of a throw dropping it in the bread basket. The Gators defenders collide with each other. Made me laugh a little bit. I thought about the USC one where they two, where the guys also collided with each other. And um, yeah, just a beautiful throw by Bryson Barnes. And I thought Bryson Barnes played really well. I actually think you can make a lot of cases that uh, the coaching staff didn't do Bryson a lot of favors in this game in some ways, in my opinion, because they kind of got him out of his rhythm. And I, I love that we saw a lot of Nate Johnson. I thought Nate Johnson was doing a good job too when we got to see him. But obviously Bryson is the better thrower of the two right now. And there were a lot of times it would just be like third and long and they're like, ah, Bryson, get on the field and go save us. And that was after we hadn't seen him for a little bit. So I thought there were at times that Bryson wasn't allowed to, after he was showing signs of doing really good, they did take him out because they liked what Nate offered. And obviously Nate did have a good game, but that's where it is just tough if you're Bryson to get in that rhythm. And I saw, and I think we saw that play out on a couple of his throws, but I thought Bryson did a really good job managing the game. This is exactly what we were talking about with Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes can be a part of the reason you win, not the reason you win. And we saw that in this game. He had a couple of throws that uh, in other games might have been intercepted if luck wasn't on Utah's side with uh, how they turned out. He tested double coverage one time, just throwing one up to Thomas Yasmin. But I thought he made a good job distributing it. He also should have had another first down, a couple other first downs. The one in particular that stands out to me is when Micah Pittman uh, just dropped that ball in the flat. Would have been an easy, easy 15-yard gain and just one of those like kind of week one instances that uh, – Look, if that's all, if that's kind of the worst thing that happened to Utah, I saw a lot of week one stuff happening to the Florida Gators. So uh, I think we'll take that trade off. It's okay. But overall, I thought Bryson did a good job. I thought he did a much better job of operating when under pressure to fired a tight pass into Thomas Yasmin, got another couple other completions, did a good job rolling out to the right and left when he felt that pressure rushing in on him as well. Utah didn't give up a sack in this game. Huge credit to the offensive line. How about Jaron Cump at center, too? I thought he played exceptionally well, and you just didn't hear his name called in general. And we know it's Satawa, Keaton, and Michael. I thought Mokafisi was uh, was pretty good tonight, too. And uh, obviously, Keaton and Satawa were, were, I thought, really good, too. So just a really strong performance by this Utah offensive line to be able to run the ball in key situations. Utah did not dominate on the ground, but they ran the ball in key situations when they needed to and just were able to control the line of scrimmage really on both sides of the ball. It's a credit to this Utah offensive and defensive line. But yeah, very impressed with Bryson. I thought he did a really good job managing the game, made a number of nice throws. And as I said, I think they took him out of his rhythm a little bit. But I can't fault the coaches too much for taking him out of his rhythm because uh, Nate Johnson, wow. Just once again, just like when he runs, they showed the thing on ESPN. He's on the treadmill, got up to 22 miles per hour and made some nice throws too. His uh, one of the first, I think it was the very first drive we saw Nate on was when he had that slant he threw over the middle of the field. Uh, and it was a tight window. We had to fit it in. You got it to, I want to say it was Mikey Matthews at that point. And it set up the, 
it was either third, I think it was third and nine, and that set up the fourth and short that Utah punted on. And then um speaking of miscues, how about the the Gators having two number threes on the field at the same time? That is like a lot of stuff happens in week one where you're just like, ah, week one, false starts, we'll clean it up. That was like, oh my gosh. Like if that happens on a high school team, you are irate. Like that is that is no bueno. But anyways, uh, but Nate made some nice throws in there too. But look, the reason Nate's on the field right now is because of his legs, because he is one of the best runners of the football when it comes pertains to quarterbacks, honestly, possible. I, I think in college football, I think he's that good of an athlete. He made one of the Gators defenders on his long touchdown just look ridiculous in space because that's what he can do. And there's very few quarterbacks that can do that, that stop and start, that acceleration, the uh, recognition to make those cuts to kind of follow his blockers in general too and just ability to separate when he just takes off. And watching him fly on, on that touchdown was a, was a thing of beauty too. So really impressed with the game Nate Johnson had as well. And um, I think if, if look, it's going to be very hard for this Utah team if Cam's not ready to go. And we did get a little bit of a, Cam update. Uh, this one comes from Josh Newman, who uh, when he who just tweeted out that Whittingham said that uh, Rising has received more latitude from the medical staff and will practice with no limitations next week. Now, whether that means we're going to see him against Baylor, I, I have no idea. That's going to be a, an interesting thing. If we don't see him against Baylor, I highly doubt we'd see him against Weaver. I think the earliest we'd see him is against uh, against UCLA, but um, just something interesting to monitor for. I think he does have a chance to play next week, but I also thought he was going to play in this game and um, he didn't. So I'm not really making any predictions on that in general. And um, yeah, just once again, just what a performance by this Utah football team and uh, got to give a lot of credit to Bryson Barnes, Nate Johnson for their ability to step up and make those timely plays a couple times when they did tonight. The offense wasn't flawless. It, it is week one with backup quarterbacks in the game too. And I thought both those backup quarterbacks did play pretty well overall. Um, also moving on to some other, offensive standouts to me this one look money parks obviously had the big play early but like watching mikey matthews just flash and grab a couple balls pretty much all the guys for utah that we thought could be involved in the offense were involved or at least targeted at one point obviously some guys made more plays than others mikey matthews already mentioned him in particular all the grabs he had devon bailey had two catches for 14 yards nearly had a touchdown pass just over through mckay bernard that would have been uh that would have been really really fun too uh mickey sugataraga was fun to see him make a grab too but uh uh, and other guys too, like Micah Pittman, he had two for nine yards, near, should have had a first down, just a week one dropped. And then uh, Emory Simmons was even targeted and got on the field a couple of times too. Like, I think once Cam gets back is when we will, and maybe even Bryson, if he stays in and Nate as well, just as the season goes on, they get more comfortable, more acclimated. I think we're going to see a lot of these Utah pass catchers making plays. It's going to be games like this where one day money has the 70 yarder. And I think there's going to be days where Simmons has like two for 50 yards because that's just, I think this Utah receiving core and just pass catching core in general, when you include Thomas Yasmin and when Brant Keithy gets back in that is one is one of the best we've had out here in a couple of years. And I think that's really exciting that it's a strong supporting cast supporting these guys. So that's something I'm excited about is all the weapons on the outside. Uh, last thing I think on the running game, I thought, I think Whittingham said like the running backs have to be better. That was look, obviously Mackay played pretty good. I thought, but I understand what he's saying about Jaquindon on Jaquindon's runs though. He just watching them. I just didn't feel like I was like, Oh, that's Jaquindon missing a hole. Like I'm not, it's hard to tell that in real time always, but I think that was just a situation where credit the Gators. They obviously did do a good job defensively at times. And I think Jaquindon Jalen and, uh, Mackay even more so than they did tonight. We'll see those guys get going later on in the season because, uh, Still a lot of big bodies up front for that Florida defensive line, and I don't think they're going to be easy to run on this year. And um, I just think it's a credit to Utah for how they made them uh, look in a lot of ways. But, yes, and a great game plan by Andy Ludwig, too. I thought he did a masterful job of designing everything up and um, just putting his players in position to succeed in general. Like I said, maybe if I think 
that Bryson should have gotten maybe a little bit longer of stints just because how well he was throwing it. But I also thought Nate Johnson played a good game. So I didn't have a huge issue with them going to Nate. I just think you, in my opinion, they did kind of do Bryson a little bit of a disservice by getting him out of his rhythm. And I thought Kirk Herbstreit did a really good job noticing that. And uh, how great was it to have like the just Herbstreit and Fowler on the call for a Utah football season opener against the Florida Gators? Like that's just something that's a fun sentence to say. And as Kyle Whittingham mentioned, speaks to the ascension this Utah program is currently on. So just another really exciting thing there. Want to give out some game balls when we come back? We'll give out a lot of the main guys we've already talked about. But I do got a couple surprises, including a couple on special teams. And we're going to hit on those names who I think deserve a little extra shine in a moment. But first, want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids looks to parents to become more financially literate. Parents don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, more you earn. Learn and earn part of the UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. Alrighty, close this one out. Let's do some game balls. First one, how about Jack Bomeister? Just boom and punts all over the field. Um, that was something that I thought was really fun to be able to see. It's just his ability to flip the field. He ended up with six punts for 311 yards. He averaged 51 yards a punt. His longest was 64. Just launching them out there. I think that's a big thing for Utah. Bo Meester is able to keep that up throughout the season. I think that is something that would be huge for this team if they are ever struggling a little bit in the first quarter. Something to be able to flip that field position and not continue to get pinned is something that is extremely valuable. So uh, shout out to Jack Bo Meester for a some booming punts. I think he deserves one of the MVPs and is that MVPs? I'll say, just call it game ball. That's what I kind of did last year. I always like giving out game ball. So a uh, game ball to Bowie, sir. And I think Cole Becker deserves one as well, right? Launched in that 50 yarder had some kickoffs that reached the back of the end zone as well. Um, but yeah, how cool was that 51? Yes. He just missed the 55 hooked it a little to the left, but that 51 yard, it was awesome. And I knew as soon as he made it to, I'm like the, the rice Eccles is going to be, is going to be really loud after that comes in. So I think that was another thing that was really exciting too. So awesome stuff from the special teams. Uh, Pittman and Vaki did fine on uh, Pittman made one small mistake. I thought just, you know, kind of trying to retreat a little bit, but it's hard not to week one, want to make some plays. I totally get it. So either way, feeling really good about the Utah special team. Something we talked about on yesterday's show, how they could be the difference. I thought the punting of Bo Meester put Utah in a positive spot and Becker's ability to boom in big kicks and get those touchbacks. Also critical. That 51 yarder was nice. Also, other game balls. Do think you got to give it to Bryson Barnes and Nate Johnson? How about Bryson saying he knew he was going to start for about a week? And uh, you heard Fowler and Herbstree multiple times on the broadcast talk about how they just were so impressed with his preparation. The coaches talking about him, how ready he was for this opportunity because of how well he prepared for it, and how awesome that he got to reap the benefits of on the very first play when he connected with Pittman on the excuse me on with Parks for that seventy yarder. Just special stuff you love to see. And Bryson's had so many special moments and just great in general just fun moments with this utah team that i think are uh, 
it's really exciting overall. So Bryson gets one, and obviously Nate has to get one too. The long touchdown, a couple of fun explosive runs. Uh, Nate Johnson and Bryson Barnes both stepped up for this team and definitely deserve game balls for leading this offense to 24 points, even if they got some help by like a Sione Vaki interception and things like that too. So either way, obviously Cole Bishop's got to get one. Anytime you lead the defense in uh, in tackles like this, I think you uh, you need to get one. Damuni did a really good job stepping up when Karen A. Reed got hurt, was just a very strong tackler. And look, Utah, oh, I'm trying to figure out now. I don't think Utah missed over 10 tackles in this game. Maybe they did slightly, but I don't think it was. I know it wasn't 29. I know it wasn't 29. I could say that with full confidence. So uh, a much improved performance by the Utah defense. And I think Timoney has a large part to do with that too. Also game ball. I could pick a couple players on the defensive line, but I think the entire defensive line does to be able to shut down the Gators rushing attack like this to hold them to 13 rushing yards. And as a, it should be a little more, but all the sacks on Graham Mertz kind of changed that. But even the sacks is part of the reason D lines getting game balls because of Jonah Ellis, because of Tanu Vasa, because of Logan Fano, because of the pressure that was applied and just that ability to fill those gaps and not give the running backs any room to get any extra yardage out. I, the Utah defensive line was dominant. They were fantastic. And it was awesome to see Utah football push around an SEC team. Death taxes in Utah football. The great philosopher, Joseph Klatt. You, just things you love to hear. And that was what it played out tonight for Utah in general. So really fun to see. And I saw even Matt Miller of uh, ESPN and the NFL Draft Scout just commented on, or just the Draft Scout, I believe it is, uh, just commented about how it just was crazy to see Utah just push around Florida like that. And uh, something we knew we knew Utah could was capable of it, but it's cool to see it play out for sure. Last game balls. I remember I did this for the Pac-12 championship game last year. I'm going to do it again for this one. Masterclass in coaching by Andy Ludwig and Morgan Scally, in my opinion. The game plan was great. It was a great job by Morgan. Once he could feel that Mertz was a little like flustered, like some when choosing Scally did a great job of choosing when to rush for, when to blitz. I thought he did a really good job sending like Zamaya Vaughn late in the game, sending Lander Barton, just the various guys that got home, sending to Mooney. Sending so many blitzes that Logan Fano at the end of the game doesn't even get touched because the Gators offensive line wants to leave the last guy off the edge and just a miscommunication occurs. So things like that mixed up the coverages. Morgan does, did a great job as always. And Lundwig with two backup quarterbacks, I thought put both of them in a great position to succeed. We already gave them game balls too. So credit them for how they executed, but I thought Ludwig called a great game in general. I thought he did a good job trying to establish the run. Like I said, minor complaint about Bryson Barnes. I think he should have played a little bit more in some of those situations rather than just bringing him in on a couple third downs and being like, Oh, Hey, try to save us right here, Bryson. But, that is a very minute detail, and either way, Utah was very productive, especially that first play and the runs with Nate Johnson, Bryson able to operate the offense still and get some positives going. All huge pluses for this Utah football team, and yeah, just so great that Utah's twenty it won one one at twenty four to eleven. I was so nervous that we were going to be here that that random times like for those of you that comment on my shows. Um, on YouTube, which I greatly appreciate and enjoy interacting with you guys there. I was so worried that like it's going to be a month from now and I see a Florida Gators fan pop up and be like, my favorite, okay, I'll, I'll let you guys this here. My all-time favorite comment was last year I got one from a Gator fan who said, uh, you guys couldn't beat the Florida Fire Department, which I think I commented back to him. I'm like, wait, we lost on the final play, so doesn't that mean that, that you couldn't either? He's like, well, no, no. And it's like, I'm just going based on your logic. But like, I don't have to deal with that. That's what I'm so excited about. I'm sure some Gators fans will have excuses. That's totally fine. Florida, I think you guys will be a better, and I think you'll figure some of your issues out. It's hard to win on the road in college football and very hard to win against Utah, one of the best teams they're going to play this season. Although I saw they had like the top, one of the third toughest ranked schedule according to ESPN. So 
apparently those tough games are going to continue in general. But um, I think this is a really good win for Utah. I think it'll look good by the end of the season too. I think this is the worst performance that Florida is going to have. And I think this Utah defense and just this Utah team, offensively, defensively, coaching-wise, special teams, all deserves credit for forcing the Gators into a bad game. So credit the Utes for putting the Gators belly up and and starting the season 1-0. Utah's 1-0. They get to sit back, watch Baylor this weekend, and uh, get ready for their trip down to Waco. And, yeah, that's going to do it for this decision of Locked On Utes. Remember, Locked On College Football Live, Locked On Pac-12 also as you cover if you want to know what's going on and uh, the Pac-12's farewell tour. But Utah starts the season 1-0. College football's back. It was awesome watching the game. I hope you guys all enjoyed it as well. And I cannot wait to be back with you guys next week. We'll be watching the film back of this one, breaking down a couple of things, reacting to the news and everything. Camerizing my play. So we're going to continue to at least talk about it. And I'm not going to predict anything, but we're going to at least talk about it. So lots of fun stuff still coming up on Locked on Utes. But once again, have a great weekend because the Utah Utes are 1-0 and they just beat the Florida Gators. Have a good one, everyone.